welcome back to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast, your favorite podcast that helps you grow both personally and professionally. I'm your host with the most, your favorite coach, the Cameron Lovelace, helping you create your version of the good life every single Thursday. And it is still Mental Health Awareness Month. Hope y'all enjoyed last week's episode talking about anxiety. Stop stressing me out, bruh. Like, it's really important. Y'all know that I am a mental health professional. I've been in the mental health space for about five years. No, no, no. Going on six years now. Been in the the mental health space for about six years now. I am currently serving as a mental health therapist and career coach. Um, But I really want to take this opportunity to really uh, talk about it in a normal setting. So that's what my goal is for this particular month. So if you're coming back each month looking for value, looking for that feel good, this is what we're going to be talking about because mental health, mental illness, it is very, very important. So I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to do my best to try to, to normalize it, make it understanding. If you have any questions about it, feel free to slide on in the DMs and uh, I'll, I'll bring it to the podcast. Y'all know how I do, but like I said, last week we really talked about anxiety and uh, stress, um, and I hope I was able to really articulate it in a way that was very chewable, easy to understand, and even help y'all who are struggling with it get something that's kind of tangible to to use to help you manage and deal with your anxieties. But like I said last week, the even though anxiety is probably one of the top diagnosable mental health illnesses or mental health struggles that people deal with, it is quickly followed by depression. And I, you know, I, me speaking from the black community, depression is kind of looked at with the side eye, not going to lie to you from people who, who don't really understand what exactly is, is going on. And so what, what is, what, when we say depression, what are we really talking about here um well depression is described as matter of fact let's let's take our time with this because uh i'm like i said i'm a mental health professional and so what we use in mental health is called the dsm that is this big book uh this is the mental health bible this is what we use to um, as a guide to diagnose, it has all of the it has all uh, anything mental health related as far as diagnoses, um, severities, personality um, disorders, um, bipolar disorder, like any type of mental health ailment, it is in this. And so we have to learn this in school and learn how to find what we need. Uh, to help to help properly diagnose, you know, our particular clients, right? And so the thing about depression is I want to give y'all, you know, the the proper, you know, definition from it straight from, you know, the horse's mouth, like, because this is what we this is what we use. So um let's see if I can find the exact one real quick. I probably should have did that before I started recording, but Y'all know me. Y'all know how I do. Uh, so, depression, depression, depression. So, number one is there's a difference. There is a difference between being sad and being depressed. 
So obviously we, we all have experienced some form of sadness. We've all experienced um, a low kind of feeling that might be uh, attached to grief. It might be attached to, to this, to that. But we've all experienced sadness in some way, shape, or form. But depression is all about that feeling, that feeling, but adding to it your low energy, adding to it like a cloud hanging over you, like you don't feel the energy to do anything productive. Or you might throw in some some suicidal thoughts. You might throw in, there's a whole bunch of things. So, but uh, like I said, I'm gonna go straight from the horse's mouth as far as characterizing depression. Um, it's when you have a depressed mood for most of the day, nearly every day. This is major depressive disorder, by the way. Um, nearly every day indicated by either subject report, feel sad, empty, hopeless. Observation can be made by other. Um, diminished interest in pleasure. So not only are you sad, but you also don't have really an interest in things. It might affect also, like it says here, it might affect your weight. You might either gain weight or you might lose a whole bunch of weight. Um, you might have insomnia or you might be sleeping a lot all the time. Um, you might be easily agitated. Um, you might be really just tired, but you can't really explain it. Fatigue, if you will. Um, <clears throat> you might feel worthless. You might have an excessive um, feeling of guilt towards something. Um, you might have an inability to really just concentrate. So similar to anxiety, but you, you feel so low, you feel so um, unenergized, you feel so uninspired that you can't really focus on anything. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, last but certainly not least, but you might have a recurring thought of death. So whether you just see yourself dying or you have thoughts of literal suicide. Um, but those are straight from the horse's mouth. Um, really what characterizes depression versus, and how, that's how it's different from being just sad and just general extreme sadness. Um, and typically how you can tell if somebody, um, well, let me, let me back up. The degrees of depression are always characterized by how many of those symptoms that I just named that you're experiencing and also how long you've been experiencing them for. So, for example, if you just experienced, you know, a traumatic event and you're only experiencing that for two weeks, okay, you're not depressed. You just went through a sad moment, right? And then after two weeks, you're fine. You just went through a sad moment. But if you are experiencing these symptoms on and off throughout the week about six straight months yeah okay now we need to sit back and have a serious conversation about depression right and it's it's normal to experience depression especially if you've been through something that was traumatic and you know traumatic to you might be not traumatic to somebody else but something like a, a family issue relational issues job issues, um, obviously physical issues. There's a lot of things that can that can rear its ugly head, uh, that depression can rear its ugly, its ugly head. Um, postpartum depression is a very popular one. Like after, you know, uh, a woman has a baby, 
they might feel like uh they might not feel like themselves they just and they can't really do much their body can't do what it, what they used to do and yeah that can turn into that postpartum depression really quickly especially the shifting of hormones too it's it's a lot of layers to really uh dealing with and diagnosing like depression so why are we talking about this today well we're talking about this today because we got to know that depression is normal and it's and it's okay to have depression and also we got to know how to how to properly to deal with it so the thing about depression also is that usually people who have it they have a tendency to isolate they have so do you have a friend who maybe has gone through a rough patch like whether it's relationally job wise what whatever is going on in their life they went through a rough patch and you found that when they were like before this rough patch they constantly wanted to be in the mix they love being around you they love hanging out and dramatically now they are isolating not and you didn't do anything to wrong them you didn't do anything to slight them but now they are isolating that that then you might want to check on that friend and just see how they're doing and just check on them because here are some things that could be big big red flags you walk into their place and you realize that they haven't bathed you realize that they haven't eaten you realize or maybe they're they're eating like too much um you realize that they haven't been really doing anything outside of just sitting in the dark or just watching a random show on netflix that they usually don't watch just to pass the time also you you want to look for changes in their behavior when it comes to any mental health but especially depression right and so realizing and recognizing this can start the process of hey do you need some some help do you need some support like is there is there something that you want to talk about is there something that you want to talk through because with depression and anxiety and a lot of these mental health disorders but especially depression you can easily become a prisoner in your mind the biggest prison is in your mind the one that this illness the one that depression that it that it forms that it it can literally like feel like you can't it it hurts to move you don't have the it's a struggle like you feel like it's just a dark blob or it's just gray like the tint that you see everything is gray it can feel like you will never break out of it and so that is why you have to have a person outside of yourself to walk you through this process and help you get the help that you need now some people um have to take medication for this and i'm gonna be honest with you before i became uh trained before i went through my master's program before i started working in the field um i wasn't a big fan of of mental health meds i i just i just don't i just i just kind of felt like you should be able to to overcome any mental health disorder yeah but that was until i really got in in really in front of people that were severely severely dealing with 
um, depression, severely dealing with bipolar, severely like could not function literally without any without a form of medication. And so there are some people who are so clinically depressed that they are just I don't want to say like a vegetable, but they are like severely like low, severe, like the lowest that you can even imagine. And the, the medication helps give them a chance to begin to start to regulate and have a chance to do and function normally on their own. Now, oftentimes, you know, they're the therapist in me. This person didn't just wake up out the womb and get depressed. They didn't just, you know, wake up, start walking and say, okay, well, you know, I'm depressed. Oftentimes, people who are cl severely clinically depressed, they've been through something traumatic. They've been through uh, a, they've been through something that has made them real, that made them look at themselves as worthless. That's something that's made them say, look at the, look at the world and look at themselves in a distorted view. Something, something has happened foundationally or, or, or an event that has happened to them to make them start to distort the image that, that God has created them in. It, it, it can happen. And oftentimes that is very painful. Like the, the, what you have to, what you have to realize uh, with these two specifically depression and people who want to commit suicide, people who want to die, they just want pain to go away. That's the biggest thing. They are in excruciating pain, emotional pain, sometimes physical pain, um, they, they, they just can't describe or deal, not, not describe. They just can't deal with the, the torment that is, you know, their, their mind. And that's why I said earlier, like the, the biggest prison is the one, this one builds in your mind. And so people who are struggling with the suicide, people that are struggling with depression, they can often, uh, experience severe level of emotional pain and torment and so that's why they they want to just just end it sometimes so for those of you who maybe you know somebody that has completed suicide and um they're no longer with us yeah you have to realize or if you have somebody that is contemplating and you just don't get it you, you have to realize that this person is experiencing some level of pain and they want to, it's not that they don't always want to die, but they just want the pain to go away. They just want the pain to go away. And so how can you help somebody with that? Well, you, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's never an exact science. Each person is different, but um, similar to anxiety, I have to say that you you want to try to get them something to help them release the pain, release the release the grogginess, release the feelings of worthlessness, forget the I mean, release the feelings of of, of such and such on all levels. So physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and for depression, that that it like I said. 
because it, it, it it's a prisoner, it makes you feel like a prisoner in your own mind. You have to give them the key, but you have to understand that it's probably going to be a slow process. Like, I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Like, I've had clients who have been definitely depressed and it it they got to this point not overnight but from a series of events from a series of struggles uh, a series of months and months and months of struggling even in the pandemic i had a client who she she basically developed depression because she was isolated number one but also because she her father had stage four cancer and she literally is watching him die. Like he's watching him get worse. He, at this point he had refused treatment and it was like, you know what? I'm just go when I'm ready. But as her, as his child, she had to watch him progressively get worse. Bruh. Can you imagine that? Watching your parent like, slowly but surely like decline and go worse and worse and worse that can weigh on you especially when you're just a just a kid like a teenager and so yeah did when 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 she finally you know got in front of well in front of me on the computer um yeah like i had to like that was her baseline was months and months of of decline months and months of feeling like helpless months and months of feeling like you can't make a difference and months and months of my dad is eventually going to die and we're going to be here alone. That like you, it's more than just extreme sadness. Like you, you have to realize that when somebody is coming to you screaming for help and by screaming is, is relative. They, everything else will be screaming, but when when helping somebody through that you gotta remember that perspective and I, I i saw a video today that actually is 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 spot on but it was it was a pastor who was talking about um how his son had committed suicide and he said that the 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 more pain that somebody is going through the less you should talk and the more you should just be present and just be there for them. And that's a, that that's that's a huge issue that I think a lot of people don't know how to do is to just be present and be there for the person. Like be literally in the same space with them. You don't necessarily have to say anything, but sometimes all it takes is for you to literally just be there. Literally, just you just be there being a disruptor of the depressive uh, environment that they are in. So somebody who's going through, who's supporting somebody going through to a depressive spout or depressive spell, um, I, I greatly recommend that one, you are in constant communication with them. Now you are not, uh, if this is not your child, obviously I ain't saying you have to, like this isn't your responsibility if this is not your child. This is a friend. So you do everything that you can, that you're comfortable doing um, to support this person. So maybe get a get a team, get a rotation of friends, um, a support group. Um, if you're in church, get a, 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 some people call it D groups. 
but um what is it called a life group get a life group together um and have people that rotation like check on the person that's struggling with depression and try to get them out of their environment so if they're you know in their in their house and they always have it off like try to get them out get them sunlight get them uh enjoying something like get them um to get those endorphins flowing through working out through laughter through experiencing life like i said uh, we, we want them to to get um the release of that pain the release of that uh depressive spirit um physically mentally um emotionally slash physically um and you you, you gotta you, you, each person is different so you gotta figure out what works best for you like meditation doesn't work for everybody um working out physically feeling something that works that 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 would give you like a short-term thing some people like if you do that enough times how that can help them overcome it um some people just need medication to to be stable some people need it just to get started and to get stabilized as a baseline and then they have other things that they do from you know drawing to singing to listening to music to dancing to um eating just enough um to 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 just experiencing things to help you release the depression help you release that feeling of worthlessness the feeling of regret remorse um uh that guilt feeling all of that it it, it you got to find what works for that particular person but you have to be patient because that person did not get there overnight really with all mental health mental illness you got to be patient in order to, to to help them walk through it one step at a time and realize that when they take one step forward, one step in the right direction from, from managing, not having depressive thoughts, not having suicidal thoughts, not having those are worthless, they might have a day or a moment where they take 20 steps back. And you're going to pull your hair out. You're going to be like, ah, oh, you were doing so good. What happened? And it's like, okay, you didn't get here overnight. You got here through months maybe even in some cases years of this circumstance, that circumstance, and now here you are. So it, it, it takes time to help that person turn the ship around. The way that I like to describe um, with my client specifically is the tree. Like when you think of a tree, a big tree, trees grow very slow. But if you see a big tree, you can you can guarantee that that tree has been there and grew that tall for decades. Especially if it's like a regular degular oak tree or something like that. It takes decades for trees to grow big and tall. That big and tall tree represents how long it took you to get to that place with your depression, anxiety, whatever it is that you're dealing with in your mental health. And so... When you're looking at the tree, we're also, at this point, when you step into my office, we have just started planting a new tree. We just, this this good tree of, of positive reinforcement, of self-esteem, of uh, self-affirmation, of positive thoughts, feelings of, worth, of worth, worthiness, 
And what we want is for to water this tree, to, to, to grow this tree. But it still is going to take time. It's still going to take years. And this tree over here, we're just now starting to uproot this big, tall, 80-foot tree in your mind. This is, this is happening in your mind. And so as this tree starts to grow, we want to starve this tree over here so that it begins to die. But it's not going to die quickly. It's not going to die overnight. We could chop it down, but it's, our, our shovel is not, not our shovel, our axe is not big enough. So we got to take our time. So in that same example, as we're growing this positive tree, this tree that's bearing good fruit, this tree that is showing you this, these people that you are worth it, that you are somebody, this other tree is going to take time to die. And that's what we want uh, the approach to have, is that we got to have a patient, we got to have a light hand, and we got to be with them step by step until they can stand for themselves. And even then, we still want to surround them with a the community. So don't. So the biggest thing I, I want to take away from this, for somebody who's supporting somebody through depression, don't try to do it by yourself because I guarantee you're going to get fed up and you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to be like, you know what? Just go on somewhere. I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of this. You, you're constantly going back and forth. I'm, I'm done. You're gonna, that's, that's going to be you eventually, especially if it's not your child. And if you are going through this, if you're watching this and you're, you're going back and forth, maybe you're not major depressive disorder. Maybe you're not majorly depressed, but maybe you are minor. Like a few of those things that I listed off, like you're saying, eh, I've, I've experienced this, a little of that. I would strongly encourage you to speak to a professional, number one, so a therapist um, who can help you address that so you can talk through those feelings of unworthless, those feelings of worthlessness, those feelings of, um, of no energy, the insomnia, the suicidal thoughts, all the things that come with that. It's great to talk with somebody who can directly combat that, who can tell you, no, you... You are enough. No, you you are worth being alive. You do have something to live for. Let's let's help you find that. It's great to have somebody who is professional and unbiased do that. So if you're definitely experiencing that, as great as a community is, I I definitely encourage you to speak to a professional. And that professional can help you see, like, hey, I think we should explore medication to get you just to a baseline and we can keep working, we can keep progressing forward. And I also want you to find a habit that encourages you to move, encourages you to, to get out of your um, environment of depressiveness and requires you to do something that get, has endorphins flowing. So whether that's working out, whether that's painting, um, not anything negative like drinking alcohol, um, smoking that smoking that smoke um especially if you're not in a state that you can't um but find something positive to help you release that instead of holding on to it until you can't take it into it anymore all right so that is today's episode um hope i was able to um break this down for y'all and really make this plain let me know what y'all thoughts and also 
share this with somebody who uh, is going through that the, the same type of struggle or maybe just doesn't understand it. Maybe doesn't understand how to how to make it a little bit more relatable. All right. All right, y'all, that's our show. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching this on Facebook, go ahead and smash that like button. Give us that. Smash that like button. Hit us with the subscribe button. Like the page and share this with somebody who really needs this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, go ahead and give us that five-star reviews. I know how we do. We only want five-star reviews to help us climb the rankings. And I'll let you know, um, and you guys know that the best way to support the podcast is to subscribe on wherever you're listening to. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, go ahead and subscribe. If you listen to this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. If you listen to this on Facebook, go ahead and like the channel and share this with somebody who really needs this. Y'all know how we do. That's the best way to support. I appreciate y'all loyal listeners tuning in every single week. All right. All right. That's our show. Y'all know how we do. We're helping you make your version of the good life every single Thursday. Until then, we'll see you next week.